एडवेंचर्स एट सी I realized I was daringly hungry. I could hear my own stomach rumble and groan complaining about the hollowness within. But I couldn't see anything that looked even vaguely edible. I was in a long narrow bed with rumpled bed clothes. There was a desk strewn with papers, books, maps, and strange objects that I didn't recognize. A chair lay on his back in front of it, and there was a lot of general mess. But no biscuits or chocolates that I could see. I checked the pockets of my shorts. I always had a chocolate stash there. Emergency rations for adventures. but my pockets were empty which was strange because i never left home on an adventure without chocolate and this was certainly an adventure i sat up and looked around me and that's when i noticed the movement i was on a ship curious and curious but the hunger was more demanding of my attention so i wrenched open the door of the tiny room I guess one should properly call it a cabin and looked into a dark empty corridor left or right I turned right for no reason that I could divine I just did but it was a good choice because as I progressed I could hear a rapping noise I hastened towards it and discovered with his back towards me a huge fat man in a singlet shorts and the dirtiest apron i have ever seen chopping away at some vegetables in a murderous fashion i couldn't help but notice how hairy his arms were a veritable forest arose off them curling and tangling thickly together but his head was bald and wet and shiny with sweat that dripped all around him in great globs I reached stealthily behind his back for a loaf of bread, one amongst many in an open tub, but froze mid-movement as he spun towards me with his cleaver raised and a mad glint in his eye. It's entirely possible I screamed, I won't deny it. A few minutes later, I found myself peeling a massive mound of potatoes as a way to earn that bread I hadn't yet tasted. but was lusting for even more fiercely i'd never peeled a potato in my life but i set to it with gusto i must have given satisfaction with my labors for a crust was suddenly tossed my way unfortunately i caught it before it landed amongst the soggy potato peelings i was still gnawing hungrily on it when another huge filthy fellow waltzed into the kitchen or the galley one should call it i suppose where did this shrimp come from he asked the cook who waved his cleaver carelessly to indicate i'm guessing that i had simply manifested a stowaway the newcomer smirked 
And perhaps that's what I was. I had no better explanation. I want him, he said. And suddenly, the crazy cookie with the forested arms and the irresponsible cleaver felt like my saviour. I felt safer with him and I wanted to stay. But I think you figured by now that nothing was going as per my plan, if I could be said to have any plan at all. He has slender fingers. He will be good with the ropes. I looked at his own fingers, and such as they were, for some were missing, they were stubby and black with filth. Next thing I knew, I was being hauled off, still gnawing on the last of the bread, legs scrambling to keep pace with the upper half of my body, which was being pulled along in the newcomer's fearsome grip. I was dragged up a ladder and flung into the daylight, where I discovered that I was on a sailing ship. Quite a large one, from what I could see. I don't know anything about sailing ships, or any other ships for that matter. The only ship I know is the one that goes sailing in the water like a cup and saucer, dip, dip, dip. This one had one huge mast and two smaller ones. How on earth had I got onto it? It was a complete mystery to me. I was dropped in front of a mountain of rope. He'd said I'd be good with the ropes, but I had no idea what to do with them. They were wet, looked coarse and stank of stale fish. I was glad I'd finished my bread before I got that whiff. Set to it, he growled at me. But I must have looked hapless, for I earned myself a swift kick in the pants. Don't try that dumb fool look on me. You were smart enough to get on this ship unnoticed and now you have to earn your passage. Untangle that and work fast. Those fingers look nimble. Don't try any tricks. There's no way to hide on this ship. I took that last for gospel and set to work as he strode off. But peeling potatoes had been easier. The rope was wet and heavy and resisted my efforts. My fingers were stinging almost instantly and soon bleeding, but I didn't have the courage to stop, so I just got on with it, though the ropes were getting bloodied. I'd never got myself into such trouble before. Stow away, really. What had I been thinking? I saw the filthy fellow returning, accompanied by another, with a big black hat on his head. The mountain of tangled ropes in front of me seemed hardly diminished by my half-hour of fiddling, and I redoubled my efforts, but readied my backside for another kick from the savage boot. You! Shrimp! Stand and let me take a look at you, commanded the hatted chap. I felt like a football being kicked from member to member of the crew of this ship, but I rose with alacrity. I'd quickly understood that this gang needed instant obedience and I was inclined to give it to them while I was at their mercy. Stow away, eh? On my ship, without so much as a buy or leave, eh? I felt he didn't understand the fundamental principles of stowing away, but I kept my wisdom to myself. I might as well have said it for all the good it did me. The black hat was lashed across my face. I don't like the look of him, he snapped. And I trembled on the deck, 
where that unexpected lash had landed me. I was too scared to get off my knees, but just hunkered there and looked up at him. When it started to rain, a few drops at first, like a rough sprinkling, and then a great gush of rain. I jumped up, dashing the water from my face, and looked into the wicked, laughing eyes of my brother. What are you doing sleeping at this hour? Get your sorry carcass out of that bed and get ready, or I'm going off on the cycle and you can walk for all I care. The empty glass in his hand as he turned to leave explained the sudden rain. And on my desk, the unfinished model of a sailing ship with three tall masts that I'd received as a gift and had been diligently putting together piece by painful piece over the last few days explained everything else. Sail, sail, sail your ship Gently out to sea Softly wafting breezes Sailing out to sea Sail, sail, sail your ship Gently out to sea Softly wafting breezes Sailing out to sea Sailing out to sea